Your life's not like anyone else's. And chances are you found yourself on adventures you never planned to take. It's all part of this crazy journey we call life. Learning how to embrace the unexpected while working to live your best life is not easy. But you've come to the right place. Because in my world, if it's highly unlikely, it's practically guaranteed to happen. I'm Lavina Perry, and this is the Highly Unlikely Podcast. Welcome to the Highly Unlikely Podcast. I am excited to be here with you today. Every year, I choose a power word for the year, and this year will be no different. Today, I want to share my word with you, and I highly encourage you all to join me in this practice. But first, I want to share a little bit with you about my word from last year. Last year, I chose the word courage. This was pre-pandemic, so we didn't even know everything that was headed our way. So it came into play a lot last year. But I chose at the beginning of 2020 because I was embarking on a new career path in a field where I had no experience and knew less than nothing about the job I had accepted. To put it in short, I was terrified. I'm I had no backup plan and honestly had no idea if I would even be able to be successful at what had been offered to me. And since I am the sole provider for my family, this was a huge risk. And the only reason I accepted the offer was because it was with my current company and I already knew them and they know me and I had a really good support network within the company. And they had stood by me through some very difficult things already. So I went into it having faith that they would be patient with me while I learned my new job. But I also recognized that this position was an opportunity to learn how to do something that can benefit me outside of my role in the company, which is huge for me. I'm a firm believer in embracing whatever opportunities come knocking and then using those opportunities to help propel you forward towards the goals you're trying to achieve. But I also am a realist and I understood that it was going to take a lot of courage to step out into this new career field because if it didn't go well, I was facing a real possibility of not having a job at all. And I realized that Even that less than ideal scenario held incredible possibilities. So I jumped in feet first and got to work. But little did I know last January that courage was something that I was going to need a lot last year. 2020 gave me a multitude of opportunities to practice acting courageously. Opportunities that if you had asked me in 2019, I would not have thought that they were possible. I have a whole list of stories I could share with you about how courage played a part in my life this past year. With the pandemic, shutdowns, my job, my school adventures, parenting. But today I only want to share one with you because this story very succinctly sums up all of the other struggles I've faced throughout the year. So in August every year we take a trip over the anniversary of my late husband's death thinking that rather than sitting around the house feeling sad 
we just go out and we make new memories. So this year we decided to embark on a rafting adventure. I love whitewater rafting. I grew up rafting in the summers. It was something that I always have wanted to share with my kids, but I just never had the opportunity. So this summer, we actually went on a vacation with some friends, and I had convinced them all to try rafting with me, and my girls loved it. So for our August trip, we decided to take a little more adventurous rafting trip and take on some Class 4 rapids. If you don't know anything about rapids, they're Class 1 through 5. So 4 is at the more like exciting end of rapid travel. So at the beginning of every professionally guided rafting trip, they have this pretty in-depth safety briefing that they go through and they explain everything to you, like what happens if your raft tips over or if you get thrown out of the raft or somebody else gets thrown out of the raft and how to deal with that so that everybody can make it to the end point safely. And this particular trip, we went through the safety briefing and as usual, everyone just sat there quietly, just biding their time till they could get into the raft and get to the fun part. And the run was amazing. We had a blast. The rapids were fast and everybody was working really well together. We had only girls in our raft except for the guide. And everybody just listened really well and did what they were supposed to. So we made it for a really fun run down the rapids. And we made it to the very last rapid. We were just soaking wet, adrenaline pumping. And the guide suggested that we have a little extra fun. And so he suggested that we do the last rapid spinning in 360s. So we started to spin the boat. We were going round and round through the fast water. And on about the third spin, I was looking upriver with my back to the, to the rapids. And we hit a rock. And I was suddenly airborne in the middle of the rapids. And as I was flying, I was super calm. I was like, I'm going in the water. And when I hit the water, I went down for what seemed like forever and just with the white water just all around me. And when I started to come back up, I my mind just started going over what I needed to do. So I knew like as soon as I got back up to the top that I needed to look for the boat. And I held on to my oar, just like I had been trained. Hold on to your oar, look for the boat. So as I came up over the top of the water, the boat was pretty close by. So I reached out and I grabbed the safety rope on that's tied onto the side of, of the raft. And as I looked up, I could see above me in the boat was the face of my daughter. And she was just in a sheer panic. She, you know, didn't do what she was supposed to do that we had gone through in the training. And so I was trying to walk her through the procedure to pull me back into the boat. But she was so panicked that it prevented her from being able to really like think and function and do the things that she needs to. So I called out for someone else to help her. And another girl came to the front of the boat. She clearly hadn't paid attention during the safety briefing. And she also had no idea how to pull me back into the raft. And we're, we're just continuing to go down the river through the rapids uh, and my body was just dragging underneath the boat through, you know, over the rocks and the debris that's underneath the water while I'm just like clinging onto the ropes, like trying to give them instructions on how to pull me back in. Because when you're the one in the water and you're, the boat's like may as well be a mile above you because 
you can't even reach the top of it, let alone pull yourself back up. And so you ha- you have to rely on other people to pull you back into the raft. You can't you can't pull yourself back in. You have to rely on other people, which can be a good thing, can be in this case not such a great thing. And so finally, the guide realizing that they can't get me back in the boat. He leaves the back of the boat, which then leaves the boat completely unguided and, you know, can just go wherever in whatever direction. He leaves the back of the boat and easily just hoists me back into the raft, you know, using the very same procedure that he had attempted to teach everyone before we left on our adventure. So we made it back safely to the stopping point and you know we all get on the bus and we're riding back to the start and I'm I was just thinking about you know what had happened I mean I knew what to do I was calm the whole time and I realized that even though the situation was extraordinarily dangerous I did all of the things I was supposed to do which had enabled me to safely make it through but the people around me were panicked They did not do the things that they needed to do. And had it not been for the guide who was able to pull me back in safely, I could easily have been injured and killed. And I realized that being courageous and calm did not save me that day. Courage to face the situation calmly with the presence of mind created a scenario that allowed me to easily be pulled to safety by someone else who was prepared. Imagine if I had panicked and let the fear of what might happen overcome me. I may have abandoned the boat and tried foolishly to try and take on the rapids alone and swim to shore once I realized that my boatmates could not do what they needed to do. If I was panicked, I may not have been able to swim at all, which could have led to me drowning from trying to fight the water rather than go with it. I may have tried to stand up, which easily could have led to getting trapped in the rocks and the debris and allowing the rushing water to pull me under. This is literally one of the most dangerous things you can do if you ever find yourself in that situation. Don't stand up. There are so many scenarios that could have played out if I had panicked, and none of them were good. My own courage that that I displayed throughout this few minutes did not change my boatmate's behavior it changed mine. It enabled me to make decisions and take action rather than to react out of fear. So once we got back to the car and we were heading home, I talked to my daughter about, you know, what had happened. And I explained to her what she needed to do in that situation and how to safely pull someone into a raft. And she said she couldn't think or remember anything. She was just so scared. I mean, on that three-year anniversary of losing her father, she was looking down at her mother in a life-and-death situation, and she was just overcome by panic and had an emotional response to the situation that had more to do with what happened three years ago than what happened that day. It was a reaction to the fear of another loss like the one she'd already experienced. At 19, I can't imagine facing that kind of situation. I mean, your mind isn't even fully developed. You've already lost a parent. You've almost died yourself. And you're thrust into the midst of a scenario that could cost you your only surviving parent. 
I probably would have panicked at that age too. But nobody ever looks back at a situation and says, man, I'm so glad I panicked. Thankfully, this situation ended in being able to look back and learn from what happened and have memories of a very eventful ride with some amazing rapids. And yes, we will be going again. So here's what I learned about courage this year. First, having a plan and preparing in every way you can helps override fear. A plan and preparation helps you to act courageously. It gets rid of some of the unknowns and not knowing what to do and what if this possible scenario happens or that possible scenario happens. Courage helps you because when you're being courageous, right? To me, that says, like a person with courage, like whenever you watch like a superhero movie, like even if they don't share the plan, they already have a plan. Nobody else might know what it is or how, like, you know, as a viewer, you're like, how are they ever going to get out of this situation? But the superhero, he has a plan. He's prepared. And he goes in and he acts. He doesn't react. He goes in and he executes his plan and overrides whatever nemesis he's facing. So to me, that's courage. Having a plan and being prepared and then executing that plan. The second thing is that courage allows you to act rather than react. Fear is a reaction. Courage is action that overrides fear. The third one is even the greatest amount of courage and preparedness and the best plan ever cannot change what other people do. It only changes what you do because you can only control yourself. You can't make other people learn. You can't make other people be interested. You you can't make other people take things seriously. You can only do that for yourself, which leads to the fourth lesson that Having the courage to act makes it possible for you to take the action necessary to place yourself in the very best possible scenario, for you to be able to receive help when you need it, or to find a way out or through whatever situation you're in. And the last lesson is that fear is limiting, courage is empowering. And when I look at the situation of the raft, My daughter was limited by her fear. Her actions were limited by fear. She couldn't do the things that she needed to do because fear was in control. Courage, on the other hand, is empowering. When you're the one that needs the help, you're the one that is in the situation that's relying on other people, having courage to remain calm and to take action allows you to even try and like walk other people through the things that they need to do. You're not limited because you have an understanding and a presence of mind that allows you to see the situation rationally and calmly and be able to do what needs to be done. So these are the lessons that I'm going to carry with me and hopefully remember for my whole life. Um, I'm going to actually print them out and put them up on a bulletin board to make sure that I never forget because 2020 was a year that required courage at what seems like every turn. And considering the events of this past year and the things that we're still going through, I 
am certain that courage is going to continue to be a power word that serves me well. But 2021 is a new year and it requires a new power word. And I have no doubt this word is going to teach me some brand new lessons and help carry me through the challenges ahead. So I looked ahead at my year and considered some of the things that I know that I will face as I was trying to decide what word I felt brought power to those known challenges. I considered several words like endure, um, like the word enough, and achieve, because there's goals that I want to achieve this year. But the one word that I kept coming back to was the word prevail. I will prevail. It's not enough for me to endure. And settling for doing enough or being enough feels to me like a cop-out because I know that when I feel like I've done enough, I can always do more. Achieve is a great word, but when I face a challenge this year, I don't just want to achieve my goal. I want to prevail every time. When I think of the word prevail, it's like, we'll go back to the superhero analysis because I've been watching a lot of Marvel movies over Christmas break, ones that I've never seen before that people always talk about. So got to get up with the time so I can keep up with my kiddos. So uh, the word prevail makes me think of Captain Marvel when she finally realizes that all of the power is within her and she's been like fighting like basically at like 50% of what she could fight, even though at the time she felt like she was giving it her all. And finally, she taps into this inner power and this strength that And she just unleashes it in like this atomic blast. And she just like rises up and the light just blasts out of her. And to me, that is what I envision when I hear the word prevail. Like you finally tap into that inner strength, that power that you didn't know was there because you didn't realize you were only operating at 50%. And when you finally tap into it and you just let it all loose release the power and do what it is that you came to do. I will prevail. When I face the continuing challenges with my job due to COVID restrictions, when I find myself struggling through 16 weeks of derivatives class, as I address the challenges with my children, I don't want to quietly endure. I want to prevail over those challenges. I want to get the very best grade that I can get. And I want to graduate in May with the highest GPA possible, which is no longer a 4.0 because I did not prevail over the fall semester of 2020. But I endured and I made it to the end and I don't want to settle. I want to do everything that I can do to do the best that I possibly can. I want to find that strength within myself, and I want to unleash it on derivatives. So my challenge to each of you is for you to consider what you want to accomplish in the coming year. What challenges do you already know that you're going to face? I mean, there's going to be stuff that you're going to be blindsided by it. 
You just are. That's just life, right? We, we don't have a crystal ball. We can't see what's coming around the corner. But there's things that you already know that you're going to be dealing with this year. So when you think about the things that you know are your challenges, what power word can you bring to that? What word do you think of that makes you feel powerful in the face of those challenges? Because I guarantee you that if you find a word that makes you feel powerful in the face of one challenge, that same word is going to make you feel powerful in the face of an unknown challenge. So find a word that makes you feel powerful in the face of a challenge and make that your word for this year. This is how I'm going to deal with every challenge as it comes along, no matter what that challenge is. And then face it head on. I want you to type it out, write it on a paper, print it, put it up where you can see it, and then look at it every day to remind yourself and find that power within yourself to tap into to help you to move forward. And that's all I have for you today. Until next time, take care of yourself, be kind, and live your best life. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Highly Unlikely Podcast, you can find more by following me on Facebook at A Highly Unlikely Life or find me on the web at ahighlyunlikelylife.com. And don't forget to subscribe.